the end consumer. All of you. My mentor and my inspiration and my oxygen is the collective everyone. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. I have a question. Uh, so our fearless leader, Adam, uh, he helps us in our sales meetings. One more chicken. Moment of gratitude. Okay. And um, so we try every day to be to show our gratitude, and I know that's a big thing for you as well. Gratitude. How do you, when things are crazy and there's so much going on, how do you remember, like, oh, let me pause and, like, be grateful for this moment? I make pretend that my parents die. Okay. Say that again. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, it's a little weird. It's actually the truth. I don't know if it works for everybody, but I, I recalibrate my perspective if I'm frustrated in the micro. Okay. And say, if this was great, and I bought the Jets, and I'm time man of the year, and I invested in the next Facebook, but I got a phone call that my parents were going to Miami and the plane crashed and they died, how would I feel? Horrible, worst ever, fuck everything. Makes me not worry about losing the client. Like, why do you own a fucking agency of all things to do with your time? It's a great question. Because I do too, and it's a hard life, man. It's a hard, it's a hard life. It's because I don't think I'm building an agency. I'm building a human infrastructure to scale all my ambitions and wants and needs in the next chapter of this mission. I have a $150 million company in revenue and, and highly profitable and, and it's not even the business I'm building. Um, my plan is to wait for the economy to collapse and buy, and buy underpriced assets that were over leveraged and then run them through the IP that I've been creating. Legit. So I'm paying, I'm so way. you banking on the economy collapsing? I am. In like what, 10 years? Whether it's tomorrow or whether it's 31 years from now, I'll be ready. Crazy. So I thought, I thought that my superpower, after meeting super men and super women, was, oh, I'm better at this one thing than everybody. Ah, fuck, the way to really scale that is humans. Thank God I love humans and I'm good at HR and the vulnerability you have in that is actually mitigated by who I am. Let me build it. My ability to push awareness around a disease, to sell a sneaker, to make you the governor of Texas in a decade is gonna be uncomfortably large. And, and, I've man- and I'm almost like, you know how like su- a lot of superheroes, uh, comic books start with the doctor by accident doing it on themselves? That's literally what I'm doing. I'm, I've deployed my thesis on myself to create brand awareness, AKA fame. Seems like it's working. It's absolutely working. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking of your... Uh... What's that? Not necessarily. You know, it, it, it's a, it, the answer is that, no. I want to be right about my thesis and it's the collateral of that. If I wanted to be famous, I wouldn't have been a wine merchant and wouldn't have, like, right? Like, my behavior proves that I didn't. You know, like, I would have went to Hollywood. Like, like I was 34 years old before I made a single piece of content. You know, like, you know what I mean? No, I don't want to be but famous. it's like baked I, into you though, right? I, 
what's baked into me is I like people. What's baked into me is I'm charismatic. What's baked into me is I have gift for gab. You know, I'm creative. Uh, Like I got it, but it's not my agenda. The machine and the strategy of creating, I am far, and I mean far, more fulfilled that I'm the person that created me, not that I'm me. (laughs) Because it proves my thesis. It's also why I'm such a hardcore practitioner. Do you know how good it feels to sit amongst people that are doing and know you're doing and you know what you're talking about? You know how hard it is for fearless leaders and you know sales or CEOs or whatever it is to actually still be practitioners? You know how many people get an inch of success and then want to sell how to be successful? I don't sell that. People sometimes allude to me doing I don't do that. There's nothing for sale. You're not giving me money. I'm actually the reverse. I'm giving the best shit away for free. Any questions? I have a question about the personal branding and uh, you know the branding of my company. Yes. So I, in fact, I uh, in fact I had a, a company in the past around business analytics, which I sold plus 30 people, and then I started again. And I said I will not work anymore with you know permanent stuff. So I begin to do my personal branding because it's important that people know me. So I I am writing a book at the moment, but now I'm hiring again. So I'm wondering, what should I focus on, my personal brand or my company brand? I think both. But a personal brand will always outpace a business. So I need to start with one, so because of course I have a Facebook page, which got a lot of followers, so if I need to make another one, then it starts from zero again. Your Facebook page is probably at zero as well, because even though you have followers, not a lot of them are seeing the content. Yeah, they, they see the con- they see my content. At the moment it's at my personal name, so Instagram and Twitter and so on, it's only my Facebook, it's my company, it's Eficado. But I, I changed it in my own name. Yep, you know. understood. So just no, no, because I hire again, and the person that hires says, okay, I work for Eficado, which is my company, but at the moment I don't use a brand anymore because I'm focusing on my name. So I'm now struggling, what should I go on? There, there's no right answer. There, there, I, I think if you have the bandwidth and the capital, yeah, you could. build up both because you're building a brand during underpriced attention. Yeah. I'm, I don't think Facebook is underpriced attention anymore. Yeah. I think Facebook is appropriate priced attention and if you're the best at it and you can do long tail Facebook, it's incredible. And would you also do it on Instagram, both? Because now I'm only using it personally on Instagram. I think so because yeah. there's things your business can do that you don't want to do. Yeah, of course. A business can throw more right hooks. Yeah, that's a business, right. you know? Yeah. A business when you when you want by the way, when you get burnt out for a month, yeah. maybe yeah. a business can continue. So I, I think both if you can. Yeah. Four years ago almost you we sat down together with you in the office. You guys had like a TV show yeah, for the, I remember dad, See? Uh, he was a little baby, a hundred thousand subscribers. I remember and you gave us one big advice of the whole hour and you said take all the money you have Take away the least you can and put it on Facebook. We did exactly that. We've blown up in a big way. From two countries to nine countries, social media superstar, millions of subscribers, anyways. That just takes into my next comment. Like right now, I started doing, um, because of that, because of the success, I started building an agency and I have 49 staff. So I've gone, I've exploded in the last year. I remember. From your content, okay? Uh, my question is so I have 49 staff right now, I'm building my personal brand, and um, it becomes a challenge for me as a strategist to make sure that the entire culture under me knows how to implement that strategy. How do you make sure 
that your staff know how to do the creative, the strategy, what's working the best? I mean, do you make them follow your content all the time? What do you, how do you do it? Osmosis. I'm not crippled if they're off a little bit. You don't expect them to be like you, basically. I prefer it. I think I'm right about what I'm saying. I'm just not crippled by them being a little bit off. So not a lot off. So at a thousand employees, you can't really control. Media, I want to be more on because they're math. Creative, I don't want to overimpose my will. I'll let them lose. As long as I feel like we're a better deal for the customer that's paying us than the alternative, then I can put my head on the pillow. But I'm okay if the company is an 84 to my 100. Because I think if they spend $2 million with somebody else, they'd get a 39. Got it? I'll get right to it. Please. Um, what are three things that a starting agency, one-year-old uh, agency can do in 2020 to What do you guys do? We do, you can't, you can't, you're not supposed to say full service agency anymore, but we really take the whole process from top to bottom, from branding all the way to paying your ads, um, web development, graphic design, web, uh, SEO, what, uh, content, video. And how are you doing that because of year one? You have a freelance network? So you're doing, I've been doing it. it for about ten years now, um, and then I just got it down to the point where I can I can service it like that. And she does all the content and social. I do graphic design, web uh, web design. SEO. How much revenue did the business do in year one? Uh, we're close to hundred. Hundred thousand. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, now that I understand where you're at, my intuition is more of the same. You're just you're still at a small scale, and so. I, you just need to make 100, 300. Right. There's nothing crazy. The workload is getting kind of, because we are the ones doing the work, and, so I, and I have one other video guy, and one other person that helps me in the web development, but that's really it, it's just four of us. Then you guys, you need to, I think then you need to try to cut your costs at home, so that you can take some money and hire a fifth. Okay. Okay, because the other thing is, and, I, and I'm sure, um, I gotta get higher paying clients too. Okay. That's, that's kind of, how do you go about getting higher paying clients? You, you hunt. And the way you hunt is you, you network. Like, have you gone to your phone and texted every single person that's in your address book and asked them, do you have anybody that needs marketing services? My business is young. Whether you met them once and put your phone in, or whether it's your best friend from four years ago, I'm sure you haven't, because nobody does that. But that's the ghetto shit you have to do when you're at your point. You hunt, right? <laughs> you need customers. I'm a hunt. I mean, yeah. You have a phone book with address. Both of you have it. You just, you just, like everybody, me included. It feels uncomfortable sometimes to ask. It's just not everybody on my phone can really afford. No, no, no. You, you never know. You didn't hear what I said. I didn't say, do you? I said, do you know anybody? This is where this is where I'm very fascinated by the way I give advice versus the way it's consumed. Words matter. Notice how I said, notice how you, this is very interesting. Notice how the subtlety of you asking everybody on your phone do they know anybody who needs marketing services? Means that you could hit up everybody, but when you thought I said to you, asking them, it made you say no for a lot of people. 
I'm in the business of yes. And so everything I do gives me a chance for yes. By me changing the, the, the little subtle word that you might have not heard because it was loud or your brain heard it a different way, of you hitting up everybody on your phone and asking, do you know anybody who needs marketing services? My agency's young and I need customers. Versus you hitting up somebody and saying, do you have money? Now you didn't ask them for money, you asked them for a referral, which means you can ask everyone. It's very, right? Yeah, very, it's very, yeah. I immediately took it as, ask everybody on your phone if they need marketing services. But that's not what you said. Right, what I said was ask them if they know anyone, which then makes it easier for you to ask everybody. Um, we started our agency two years ago. Um, we went from unemployed, 24 years old, because I actually got fired for hiring my own agency, to now lean You had a little small thing on the side and the company found out and they fired you? Exactly. Understood. And because I was actually sucking at what, at what I was doing. You were emotionally, yeah, that makes sense, I understand. You know, and so now we lead a, 20, a team of 20 people. So yeah. Congratulations, that's amazing. Yeah. The My previous. Is, what he's not saying is he got fired the day before his birthday. Yeah, when I was going to turn 25 years old. on your birthday. So I was thinking, <laughs> shit. What am I doing with my life? I'm about to turn a quarter for century. What am I gonna do for the rest of my life? So we started. You mean the other three, the other 75 years? Right. Yes, exactly. I mean that's that's you know you know I put out so much content about that. Like I wish I wish people. I, there's not a single person here that isn't gonna live at least one more entire life. Yes, I know you can get hit by a car and get cancer. The far majority of us sitting right here will live an entire another life. I feel like I You're gonna live three more. You are. Like yeah. like I'm probably like one and a half. I'm forty three, so like I'd like to get to a hundred, like in modern medicine, like yeah. you know? Anyway, nonetheless. So now we scale to twenty people. How do we keep our team motivated so I can go and grind every single day? How do we keep growing this? Uh, by making it about them, not about you. Awesome. You have 20 people. Sit down with all 20. When you get home, let me give you something very tangible. When you get home, I want you to, you guys are partners you said? Yes. I want you to, to take every single employee out for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And That's for happening tomorrow actually. Love, we're playing our whole team tomorrow. Love, <laughs> love. Yeah. When you get back home, I want you to sit down with them individually. I want you to have 20 meetings nice. that are an hour and a half. And I want you to start the meeting with, we are building a big company for the long term. We need you to be here in five years for that to happen. If you actually think all 20 are great. Even if you don't, you have a different conversation. Ready? This is our company. I think this guy's great. I sit down and say, bro, I need you. We're building something real. What do you want? Are you motivated by challenges, money, title? Don't be scared. We don't have it all to give to you right now, but I need to know you. And by the way, in four years, you may fall in love and get married and start a family and then it might change. But right now, the way you're living, what are you about? What are you about? And then you go to the next person and next person. And by the way, you go to this person and you're not as pumped about them and say, hey, Karen, I, I feel like, so we're building a real thing here and we wanna have dinner and we wanna talk to you. Couple things. We'd love for you to be here. As you probably know, like we know, it's not perfect right now. We control this company. What are we not doing well that isn't allowing you to be pumped or on fire? 100% accountability, 
and 100% about them is how you build a big thing long term. That's all I know. I don't know anything else. It's absolutely, it absolutely works. So you talked about you, when you, you don't, you have people in your team that, that you're not so like, sure about. Like, how do you actually deal with that then? Firing them. <laughs> after, after I take on response. Exactly like you then. Uh, but, 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 so we call VaynerMedia the honey empire. The honey empire. So firing is empire. You gotta build the business. But honey's first. Honey over vinegar. So how do I deal with it? In the macro, firing them. In the micro, before I get to that, taking on full accountability for their non-success, like I told them, and seeing if I can fix it. And if they don't, it takes two to tango. It's my company. Like if they're not willing to help me make it better for them, then I'm willing to move on. We fire very slow, but very comfortably because we've exhausted and we've gone radical candor. We've gone optimism and honey. Then it's not working, we go into, then it's the reverse. Claude, our chief Howard officer, tomorrow has a difficult conversation. We've tried extreme honey on somebody. Tomorrow's gonna be radical candor. This is not gonna work. What's been the, the, the thing that you look for when you're hiring people? Kindness. I think so. I think skills are commoditized. I really do. I do. And I don't want to underestimate craft, but shit can be taught. It is much easier to teach somebody a skill than to rewire their childhood. Thank you so much for everything. Love your abundance mentality. Um, I, what my question is, is more of a like, who or what like helps you get your like your biggest influence? Like, so either a person, the customer. Um, what's that? The end consumer. Okay. All of you. Thank you. My mentor and my inspiration and my oxygen is the collective everyone. Mm, nice. That's why I don't know a lot of shit about things that people think I know. Like, I mean, I had Tillman Fertitta today on my podcast, who has, you know, a multi-billion, owns the fucking Rockets, owns like all these fucking restaurant brands. I knew nothing. I'm interviewing like I interview you now, right now. I know of him because, you know, I know of because I live in the world, but I never go deep because it's not going to inspire me or tell me anything. Your actions. That's why I'm always so good at what I do. I see it first because I'm in it. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.